Hello and welcome to another edition of the Casual Hour, a podcast ostensibly about video games, but mostly about honey butter biscuits. I am your host, Bobby Pease. Joining me, as always, the gamer on the go and the person I'd rather who not be here, Johnny Imzich. Gentlemen, how you doing? I didn't get a name. I'd rather not be here. Chase Kennecke, the gamer on the go. There you go. <laughs> you, you made it, know you. You made it sound like Johnny was both a gamer on the go and a person you didn't want to see. I wish he's a gamer that would go. There you go. Is what I was I like what that. I really wish. I like that. Yeah. That should be yeah. that should be what we do from now on. The gamer on the go the gamer and the, the gamer, go. gamer, gamer t-shirt should go. Yeah. This is good. Yeah, I like there. that. Ooh, yeah. We just worked that out really nicely. Yeah. Um you, you you would think that you did that stuff for a living, Chase. Um Oh yeah. To date us, which would be a mistake, but to date us, technically it's August twelfth. And we are here to tell you all about video games. We decided to bump our uh, deep dive episode till next week. We? Chase, we have to support him. <laughs> are you saying we as in uh, the French word yes? Uh, uh, really? yeah, yes, I have been playing Banner of the Maid. So, uh, I, yes, I'm very familiar with we. I mm. played, I played Johnny, five all minutes. I'm, gonna I'm not going to talk about it. If, if you're going to make us wait, you better deliver next week. <laughs> Because I can't, if, I can't guarantee yeah, that. You better be like some kind of Superman when on Ooh. this topic. Mm. Ooh, you might just want to testify once I'm done talking about what I have. Okay. To talk about. Uh, for those of you who just rolled into this shit show, we are going to be telling you about. It's, oh, it's great. Uh, no, we're going so, to sorry you about to the, them. Oh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's always <laughs> infinitely sorry for anybody who listens to this. All five of you. Um, we're going to be telling you about the games that we've been playing and some of the latest news that we want to talk about. Uh, there seems to be a pretty big list here tonight from all of us. Some fun things to discuss for sure. So I think we just need to get right into it. Chase. Yes. What the heck have you been playing? Uh, I had a pretty open weekend last weekend. And I thought I want to play some stuff on my backlog. But also I want to play some stuff from 2020. So let's look through everything I have and see what okay. came out in 2020 that I have okay. not played yet. Um, and and I found I found some games. Uh, I didn't get to play all of the games that are in my 2020 backlog, but uh, this was a, a very good weekend. Um, and Chase, I just want to salute you for sticking to your word of what you said you would do in August, which is to address your backlog. Yeah, and here you are. Yeah. Good job, Chase. It's, Good job, Chase. Uh, we can't you. say the same. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, uh, it was it was this kind of a weekend where I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do, so I thought I'd at least be semi productive, at least in podcast sense, and and get some yep. stuff out of the way so I can have discussions about it in December if we need to. So yeah, uh, I played a few games here. One of them, Bobby, you know quite well, and that is Round Guard. Yeah. So you've talked about this on the show before. This is a roguelike th- uh, Peggle, I, I guess, is yeah. the best way to describe like R- it. It's an RP, huh. or it's an RP Peggle, or R- something of that. <laughs> I'm R- trying to work R- that out. R-Peggle-G. <laughs> R-Peggle-G. <laughs> yes. An R-Peg-G. That is what that is. Yeah, yeah. R-Peg-G. Yeah. Or is it an R-Peg-G light? Stop it. Um, Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a rogue... Peggle game, an RPG. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Round Guard, uh, I think is kind of cool. It is, you know, the Switch doesn't 
need any more roguelike, roguelites, whatever. Nope. There are so many and so many good ones. I still, I still feel this constant urge to play Into the Breach at every waking moment, and yet, mm -hmm. for some reason, I keep suppressing that urge. I, I do not give into those urges, which I wish I would give into those urges. But uh, I, I decided, you know, round guard. Let, let's give this a shot. I remember Bobby really liking it, and and I think it's cool. Uh, I think it's got a, a really good concept, and for the most part, I think it really executes on it. Uh, I played a f one match as, the, so there are three different classes you can play as, which is just kind of like your class is what kind of ball you are, more or less. Yeah, uh, it's, it's got a cool design to it for sure. Totally, uh, it feels it feels a little. Um, like slay the spire in that it's mm -hmm. here's here's your warrior here's your rogue kind of person and then here's a, a wizardy magicy weird one and i started with what i thought would just be the standard warrior one and found that to be really not that fun the the yeah. power you get or at least the starting power you get so so you have um you have a health pool a mana pool and uh, a special skill for each of these characters and that's what make the, makes the classes different but you also get m different weapons for them uh different uh armor for them that can change up stats can change up abilities and passive buffs uh and then you can also get extra skills that are active abilities that you can you can use uh, that cost your mana so the warrior has really low mana but really high health and really high attack with his he's got a big battle axe uh and i found him just to be really boring it's his mm -hmm. special attack is a is a spinning attack the one that you start with anyway uh that can cut through pegs more or less uh, thinking of the peggle sense so you can just yeah. smash right through things to get to something further down which is somewhat helpful but in a game like peggle where you're trying to bounce stuff as much as possible cutting through stuff really not the best thing that you want to be doing so i just found him to be kind of uh underwhelming and and he's, didn't a, he's a little unpredictable too totally um so i just it's like eh, i don't know this this game might be okay I, I don't know if bobby was maybe just high when he was saying this i i couldn't tell you um, yes. But then I then I decided to play the the daily challenge for that day. This of course it's a roguelike, so it has to have a daily challenge. And the challenge that day was was really cool. They they give you a different starting set of abilities, so you're not just going in fresh. You've got you've got some cool stuff with you to to start with, and it's more like a little puzzle. It seems on like how can you use this stuff to advance through the level. And the daily challenge for the day I played was uh, the wizard, and the wizard got double, it was wearing like a, a cloak that gave her double uh, electricity powers, so anytime she would use her shock, it would do double shock damage, and uh, there was also another modifier that any skeleton enemies who usually are immune to status effects weren't immune to shock, so it was like, just use the shock power all the time, is what they were trying to tell you to do. Uh, and I did, and holy shit, the wizard is the only, maybe the only way to play that game. Uh, um, wizard the wizard's comes a little with, OP. Totally. The wizard comes with a lower 
health pool, but a big mana pool, and uh, the just all the stuff the wizard can do is ridiculous. So the lightning powers have like these little lightning bugs go on either side of the screen, and there are little lines that you can see. And when you're when it lines up with enemies or even with pegs that uh, that would just award you gold, you can hit your lightning power, and it just shocks both both ends of those strings and hits everything in the path. Uh, which is super handy, and, th- and those things, oh, those yeah. bugs just run up and down the sides of the screen, so you really get an opportunity to hit a bunch of stuff if you want to. And I just kind of cruise through a bunch of that daily challenge. They only the the daily challenge is interesting because it's not just an endless run. It's go through a few matches, and then you get to this final area that gives you a puzzle piece. And I guess if you participate in the daily challenges each day you get all these different puzzle pieces that can then unlock new things once you get all the Johnny, have you seen this game? I didn't. When when did it come out? Uh, this came out a few months ago. January, this January, I think. Yeah, oh shit, yeah, probably early was year. It January? It, I think so. It was a uh, It was pretty early. I, I checked it out on Apple Arcade. That's where I'm playing this at. Oh, uh, this is an iOS game. Uh, well, I played it on Switch, but Yeah, it's on Switch. Right. Too. I mean, it's also an iOS game. Yeah. It's, okay. Let me let me uh, I up. I think that you would check it out. Yeah, Chase, while you're looking that up, I, you know, I... Oh, no, March. March 13th. I I really enjoy, I'm finding, when you have, like, these, uh, almost like the, what was that game that we used to play where you created a video game, like the Death Cycle games? Yeah, we played that, too. Game Dev Story. Yeah, like, in Game Dev Story, it's, like, where you can mesh up two genres and you get, like, a ridiculous concept. Totally. I'm finding that, like, when that shit happens in real life, I typically like it a whole lot. And uh, this is yeah no anything to break to the mold. Yeah, yeah. I think this is a really good job of taking, like, whoever thought that Peggle would work even remotely as an RPG, and I, I think they stick the landing pretty well with it. It's not perfect by any means, but it's a ton of fun and it's got a really good staying power. Totally. I, I don't think I'll ever use <laughs> the rogue or ever go back to the warrior though, because the wizard was just so much fun. Uh, right. And the wizard gets a bunch of different powers. So so after doing that daily challenge and doing really well. And going, oh, that felt totally different than playing the warrior class. Let's try a regular run with the wizard, and, and I just beat the game. I, I just yeah. beat beat a run. Wow. Um, I was like, oh, okay, this is more how this game is supposed to go, and it, it got to that fun kind of Binding of Isaac area where you get so many buffs they don't stack they don't stack like a risk of rain or an isaac but you get to the point where you get your strategy down in such a way that you kind of can just start steamrolling stuff if you if you get far further far enough in to the uh to the different levels and, and it is like slay the spire where you can kind of pick the direction you want to go through this dungeon map and uh and so you can kind of see like oh this this one's gonna have spiders in it so uh, I know that if I have a cloak that helps me be immune to poison, then no problem. Let's go take on spiders because they're not going to poison me. Um, or like in my case, if I was doing a bunch of shock damage and I was like, oh, no, I'm going up against skeletons. Skeletons are immune to status effects. So that's going to this one's going to be tough for me, though. It's it's kind of interesting the way you can kind of tailor the, the game to your play style as you're playing it. Um, I also found like another really just OP thing about the wizard is that they have a, another skill that they can get that is called fro- poison frogs. <laughs> and the poison frogs 
are just mean. Like, mean good. They are so good. When you you throw a frog in the direction that you are falling, so it, it will boost you back when you throw it, which just means you can stay in the air longer, which is great for a peggle game. Uh, and also, if that frog... That frog is also basically an extra multi-ball for you. So anything that it hits on the way down, any of the pegs that it hits, or the, the gold pots, rather, in this game, you're going to get all the gold from whatever it hits, so you can get bigger combos by using it. And then, if the frogs hit any enemies, they will explode and poison enemies. And, like, holy shit, like, it's just, it's so brokenly good and then once you get down to further areas in the dungeon, you get improved versions of the spells. And I got to a point where, like, 15% of the time, I would throw two frogs instead of one. Uh, and then also, I could throw a poison arrow frog, which would do more damage, uh, like more poison damage, but also have a, a slightly different angle from what I was looking at. It would, it would kind of, it wouldn't arc as much. It would be more of like a straight line, I think. Um, and it was, it's really cool. It was nice to be able to get into that groove. And, uh, so I, I had a lot more fun with that. Um, I, I think there, there does seem to be, sorry to cut you off. No, no, I was going to cool say there's, there seems to be some updates. I don't know. I haven't played this recently, but it appears that there's a treasure hunter update that is at least live on the steam version. I'd have to imagine it's present on other versions of the game as well. Um, but this game, I'm assuming, was twenty bucks on Switch, right? I think so. I, I bought it a while ago. Yeah, it's nine. It's twenty bucks. It's twenty I, bucks I on checked. Steam, also. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I think it is locked into that Apple Arcade service on iOS. I don't know about Android if it's there or not. Uh, actually, it won't be on Android if it's on Apple Arcade. It's, it's exclusive to that. Yeah. So steam switch uh and apple arcade it sounds like uh but also xbox and playstation it's on it's on other consoles as well. oh cool um cool. i i from the switch version i'd say it played totally fine in fact the is it switch, touch uh i had i didn't try it undocked so i couldn't tell okay. you about touch but i can tell you that it has uh you can use the d-pad or i think it's the one of the triggers or, or bumpers that will even give you like a fine tuning mode uh for oh cool for aiming so you can use the analog stick and kind of get where you want but if you really want to fine tune it like you could better with a touch screen they give you those options so you you really you really can do some pretty precise shots and i I found it to be to be pretty great i I think it is something that we'll probably talk more about in december um it's it's certainly not my favorite one of these roguelike roguelike games on switch um but I think it's a fantastic one for, for 2020, and I had a pretty good time with it. I will definitely go back to it. Johnny, it's like a mini Metro before bed or one of those types gotcha. of games that I think is fantastic to this not, run. Yeah. Not if you're me with the wizard. That that game took yeah. like an hour and a half because <laughs> I just kept yeah. going. <laughs> no, it's it's just something I, I enjoy uh, unwinding with. It's still, I haven't played it for a while. I might pick it back up after hearing you talk about it. Yeah, I, I would. I, it was cool. Yeah. Um, I have it downloaded, so I'll be checking it out. Let's see. Uh, I played a few other games here. I played Evan's Remains, which is a game that is out on a lot of stuff. I think. I again, I played it on Switch. Let me. Let me. Yeah, it's on uh, PS4 at least. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
yeah, it's on it's on everything. It's on everything, yep. yeah. including uh, Mac OS, Windows, uh, and it Xbox. also came out in March, March seventeenth. You know, back when, well, no, it was bad in March. No, because Animal Crossing, yeah, it was bad. Animal Crossing came out around that time, which was like yeah. the only bomb we had for. What a time. Uh, anyway, Evans Remains, I, I really played this game because of its uh, because of its title screen. Because of the, the logo you see on the eShop. It just Is looked, that the like beach scene? Yeah, it's that like beach little scene. Little woman in like a sundress this, and a hat. This kind of anime out. girl wearing a hat on a beach. Um, mm-hmm. and it just like it was some really gorgeous pixel art where I just mm-hmm. thought, like, I kinda wanna I kinda wanna know what the fuck this game is. Uh, and then and I, you never I, judge a, a screenshot by its character, <laughs> for sure. Um, but I did, I did look into it a little bit more before I bought it. I, I did, uh, I wanted to see what it was. It was a puzzle game. It is a puzzle game, and it looked kind of difficult when I was watching how the puzzles worked. And I still, for some reason, thought, yeah, I, I kind of want to play this. So I gave it a shot anyway. It, I was pretty cheap. I don't know, remember how much it cost. I, it might have been on sale when I picked it up. But uh, I mean, it's only seven bucks. Okay, yeah, it's again super, super cheap. It's pretty short. You can you can finish it in an afternoon. I think I played for maybe three three and a half hours, may, maybe four. Like it, it's not. It's really not that long. It, it could potentially feel a little monotonous, though, because you are really just kind of going through these puzzles, except the puzzles are broken up with, with bits of story. The story isn't great. Not good. It's fine. It's, it, it's a mystery. Like, you are, you are this girl. You are looking for this guy named Evan, and you are... His remains. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Kind, kind of. Mm-hmm. Not really. <laughs> um, but you're sent to this island by this corporation because Evan wanted you. You you don't even know who this Evan guy is, but he specifically requested that you come find him. So the company, who you're not even associated with, uh, paid you a shit ton of money to come and find this Evan guy. Okay, now what you're sound, saying sounds like the plot of The Incredibles. How? That's true, too. How? How does... Uh, mis- you're, you're approached by this strange corporation to go to this mysterious island, and... Anyway, sorry. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> Maybe I need to watch The Incredibles again. Like, that was a family of superheroes. This is... A, they were. This is a girl who jumps on platforms. <laughs> but I, I understand where you're, you're saying that kind of stuff. Um, anyway, so you get there. This island seems uninhabited, uh, or abandoned, rather, because there are all these kind of monoliths around the island. Uh, it's a 2D pixel game. You are really just running to the right and jumping on these these different platforms. And what's, I like doing both of those things. Well, what's interesting is they even comment on that. Of hey, um, you know, you can just walk around these these monoliths. Why don't you do that? And your character goes, I just feel bad. I wanna I wanna do them like i i'd feel bad like walking around them or getting in the water and swimming around them that doesn't seem fair so they they do kind of comment on it a bit of a jokey way uh but let me explain the puzzles because that's what's really kind of important here the story the story again is fine you you learn some stuff i didn't find it very satisfying but eh. the puzzles are kind of cool 
you are you basically all you really get to do is jump that's that's all your character can do the jump is it's a it's a good jump but it's a very consistent jump when you jump it's going to jump this high and this yeah, far it's pretty high i'm looking at so, a gif right yeah, now it, it's, so no, it's a decent sized no. jump but it's not like Mario. You can't do like a short hop. Can't or like go early. Right. Okay. There's no finesse to any of this. It is. It is like if you're jumping, the puzzles were made that they know that you can jump this high, and that's how high you're jumping. So it, it is kind of rigid that way. But I never found it to be a problem. In fact, I thought it felt better because it wasn't so much human error that I missed a jump because I didn't hold the button long. But what happens is. There are these different platforms on these monoliths, and when you jump on them, different things can happen depending on the symbols that that had uh, the symbols that are on the the platform. So, one platform that you step on can turn other platforms on and off every time you jump on it. So you jump on it once, and they they appear. They you jump on it again, they disappear. Um, there are other ones that will bounce you up with the same momentum you had coming down. So you you want to jump on it from a high spot so it will bounce you back up equally as high so you can get up to a different area. Uh, there are ones that are just teleporters that will take you to another part of that, that monolith puzzle. And they're all just these single screen puzzles. Well, single screens may be not quite right. Sometimes they'll scan, they'll... Uh, go up a little further so you can't kind of see what's below you but they are more or less single screen puzzles and what's interesting is whenever you jump on a normal uh, like a, a, a platform that doesn't have any special abilities when you jump off it it immediately disappears so what you're trying to do is find the right configurations of turning turning platforms on and off so you can jump on them in the right order to be able to get to the high the high place that gets you over the the column so you can move on to the next spot and there are some really interesting interactions where it's something like let's say there's like an l shape that you're on so there you have floor you have a, a platform underneath you but then there's a wall in front of you it looks like an l shape like that and then there's another platform that is is a little higher than the L shape. And when you look at it, you go, well, there's no way for me to get through that wall. <laughs> like, that's just not how, like, that's not how jumping works. I can't jump over this L shape on this wall to get up to that other one. But whenever you jump, that whole piece, that whole L disappears. So even though it looks like a wall as you're running towards it, once you jump, the whole L goes away so you can just move on to the next platform. And the game uses that kind of mechanic in lots of interesting ways to make things seem impossible until you just kind of think about them a little bit more. I think Look, it doesn't... Can I ask you a quick question yeah, on that? Yeah, absolutely. So are you learning any skill sets with this game or like are you unlocking abilities that are maybe like involved in the puzzle solving in this game? Because if that's all that's there and you start out and you can jump, like is there anything else that you're acquiring that adds complexity to the puzzles or is it kind of like one thing that you've seen so far so you do not get more complex but the puzzles get more complex so you'll start Got with it. with just that mechanic of being able to turn them off and on uh then you'll find teleporters then you'll find these ones that bounce you um you'll find ones that will switch their position depending on uh once they get hit on like a, a trigger switch 
but you yourself don't don't change at all. You will still kind have of like just portal that in that sense. Then, yeah, like, kind you of. don't really change in portal, but things around you certainly do. Right, the, the complexity of what you're solving. Yeah, and I would say you learn as a player different techniques of knowing. Okay, if I turn this one off and this one on, then if I jump here, 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 then when I land on this thing all of them will be on in the way that I need them to be so I can get up to the higher area. Uh, Follow-up on that. Yeah, please. If, so, like, if this is, like, kind of what the game's cards are, these mm-hmm. puzzle mechanics, because you said the story is kind of forgettable. Yeah. Like, do you think that... I mean, $7 is a very compelling price, first of all. Sure. And it's everywhere. Do you think that the puzzling in this game is enough to really warrant, like, an endorsement if the story is that forgettable i think as a as just something that you play in an afternoon yeah and i still think the the premise is really interesting because you learn you learn early on you meet this you meet this guy and he's just sketching a bunch of shit in a notebook and you're like hey why are you here nobody's supposed to be here and he's just continuing to sketch stuff but you kind of end up teaming up with him a little bit and he tells you more about this this notebook that he's sketching in and it turns out that each of these monoliths is actually a word. And you are... Oh, cool. Oh, so every huh. time you do a monolith, he... Not every time, but at certain points in the story, he's like, okay, here's what I've learned so far. And he's translated these words. Because hmm. early on, it's like within the first few puzzles, you get to you get to a, a puzzle and you go, I did this one before. Like, this is the first puzzle again. Like, I'm on puzzle number five, but this is just puzzle number one. And when you see his notebook and you see that he's uh, been translating these things, I believe the word is eternity. So you see that it's starting to make a sentence and it's eternity something something, eternity something right. something. Uh, and that, that is really interesting how, how that works and how like, not even knowing the word that I'm making by, by doing this puzzle, it's still interesting that it is... A word. It, it makes going through them a more interesting thing, even if it doesn't actually affect the gameplay at all. So that's because I know kind of when I when I researched, I was going through the show notes and I I had seen this name. I was like, I need to know about this game before Chase talks about it. And I did see that it was also um, an official selection two years in a row for GDC. And so I think it's definitely got some some movement. I don't know where the hell I've seen this game. Like, but I've definitely seen it. I think it was in an, uh, a Nintendo like Nindy showcase. That's possible. That might be. Yeah. It, it shows so anyway. really well because it's it's got a relatively nice anime-ish art style. These are it's not mm-hmm. from Japan, so it's I mean it's not actual anime, sure. and and I would say the character portraits aren't that good. But man, that one girl on the beach scene looks looks Look great. Good. Looks great. <laughs> Um, and, uh, did you beat this? I'm sorry if I misunderstood. I did. I did. It's okay. again. It's it's pretty short. It's like three three and a half hours, something like that. Um, okay. I, I did it in two separate sessions on the same Saturday, and it's like okay, that's like there there were a couple of puzzles. I was like, I do not know what the fuck this answer is. And at any time, you can just go into the menu and say skip puzzle, and you can just go right oh. past it. So there is there are some kind of accessibility things there if you are interested in just the story. Cool. Uh, but I found those puzzles to be to be pretty good, especially some of the the later ones where I look at it and go, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> and then you do it enough times, you jump around, you play around with right. the mechanics, uh, and you go, okay, I think maybe if I do this, then <laughs> that, then that, maybe that does something. 
and you get a piece of it. And there are other times where I've, I'm trying to work backwards. Okay, I know I need this platform to be on when I'm at this platform. How do I get that to happen? Okay, let's let's make the mechanics that way. And then you work backwards right. to try to figure out, okay, if I do this stuff in this order, then then that can work. Um, I, I found the puzzles to be to be pretty smart, challenging, and interesting. And then getting to the story stuff, and it feels like there's just a lot. You'll you'll go through one to two, maybe three puzzles before you'll get stopped. Somebody will have to talk. Somebody else will have to talk. And you'll go, yeah, okay. I, I again, <laughs> uh, again at the beginning of this game, I think there's some genuine e- intrigue about what's going on, and then I think the reveal kind of falls apart near like the last third. Bummer. That's too bad. But it's, it's still interesting to complete. And uh, yeah, I, I had a pretty good time with it, honestly. Ooh. And for again, for seven, eight bucks, it's I think it's worth it just to take a chance on and, and see what it's like. I'm usually not a fan of these. Uh, I mean, I, this game looks like it's a difficult puzzle game, and it ge- has moments of difficulty, but I don't think it's actually a difficult puzzle game. So I I, I found some some good entertainment out of that. That's cool. Uh, I'll quickly go through the next two because I, I didn't play nearly as much of these. Uh, I played some Skater sure. XL, which I... Do you like that game? I, yeah. I do, but it, I think it is for a very specific kind of skateboarding video game fan. And okay. I am that kind of fan, and I am not sure many other people are. That that game... So it's been... Go, yeah, go ahead. Nothing, it's just been kind of getting wrecked across the coals a little bit and yeah. the reviews I've seen. Uh, yeah, and definitely. Reviews reviews have been mixed. And the mixed part, I think, is everybody can agree that the controls are awesome. That it is... Yeah. Yeah. It's a really totally. fascinating control scheme. Even more fascinating than something like Skate, where, where Skate is like, we're not Tony Hawk. You have to actually do the moves to be able right. to make the moves happen you have to move your right stick and like this is what an ollie is when you flick your stick so you can see how that works I'm like okay that makes sense that's kind of cool and skate skater xl takes it one step further where it says these control sticks they're your feet so the things you do with them where mm-hmm. you okay if i'm if i'm moving uh down on the right the right control stick that's my right foot that's my back foot of the of the board so I'm loading up. So like that's that's what you do for an ollie. You load up on that back and then you press it forward to pop it up and, and jump up. And there you go. You made an ollie. So to to do a nollie, you do the opposite. I push up on the on the left stick and that's loading on the with my left foot on the front of the board and then when I pull back, okay, now I'm now I'm jumping up for an ollie. So it's it's very different than you'd play a game like Tony Hawk, and it allows for much more, um, not necessarily precision, but it, it allows for much more finesse, I would say, when it comes to doing tricks. So doing a heel flip, you know, you load back, and then you um, you use your your left foot, your front foot. I'm I'm doing a regular stance, I suppose. Not I'm no I'm no goofy foot over here. You know me. Wow. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> my totally. feet ain't goofy. Um, (laughs) so like you, you move your, you move your left foot towards the right and then, okay, now you flip your board with your heel and it it makes sense when you're kind of learning it that way. 
the mm-hmm. game doesn't really do a great job at tutorializing that other than just having you do the moves and for you to just kind of look yeah. at your skater and go, okay, I guess that makes sense. Like I'm flipping the board yeah. with my heel when it wants me to do the heel flip. I understand how that's my foot positioning works. All that stuff I think people are super into the way the way it deals with any of that stuff. And it gets way more complicated as you go into further moves and start holding buttons or start moving both feet at the same time. Um, that stuff is really complex and interesting. What people seem to have an issue with is that that's all it is. <laughs> the, there's... Yeah, no real level objectives. Exactly. Like, you're just... You're here to skate. There, there and... are a list of challenges. They say challenges, but it's really just kind of a trick list. Here, here's the trick list for this area. Here's the trick list for this area. Go through your basic flip tricks, your advanced flip tricks, your grab tricks, your combination moves, whatever that kind of stuff. Um, so you do your spins. So that that is kind of a way for you to learn more of the stuff and and have some kind of objective but no you're you're never going to do that tony hawk find the secret tape in the level uh chase chase this person down grind these three rails in a row there's there's nothing that forces the player to do that what the game does instead is is says look at all these cool moves you can do that you've probably learned from these trick lists or just experimenting with with how your feet go and how you can flip the board and catch it and and do different things just go out and skate like you're yeah. you are like have this does bit it, of does it have a good soundtrack to skate to it has hmm it has a modest mouse song so yes okay yeah okay all right i can get on board but with it that. also only That's has like favorite. it also only has like seven songs so n- no oh. But I hear that Modest Mouse track a lot, and I'm like, hell yeah. In fact, fact, that's kind of what sold me on the game, is when I was watching somebody play, I just heard a Modest Mouse song, and I, oh my god. It's like, is it full price, or is it like 30 or 40 bucks? It's not Uh, full price, I think it's 40. It's like 40, so I bought this when it was still in early access, and I haven't played it since April, according to Steam. So when I played it, it still very much felt like a work in progress totally um mm. and i assumed they'd be adding in all the things that it sounds like they didn't add in, in the, right <laughs> the I, final version of the game i think i think uh, back in early access it kind of looked like shit but it's it's still they had they had the the feel kind of nailed down at that point and totally. now it looks gorgeous yeah. it plays great and then they still didn't do anything with it they they've made some new areas uh, i would say pc is probably the best way to play this i'm playing it on ps4 but uh, PC, there's some, it's a mod uh, community. Yeah. Yep. Fan-made, some fan-made, fan-made courses levels. in there. Lots of, lots of new stuff that you can do yeah. with that that I don't get to do in the PS4 version. But I still I still think the skating is really fun. Uh, okay. And my issue with Skater XL is that they have an incredibly robust replay system. But I do not understand it. <laughs> Uh, I can Uh-oh. I can mostly get some stuff going on, but for whatever reason, and I, I need to go through some YouTube tutorials at this point because the game does not tutorialize its replay system very well, in my opinion. Um, I, I just want to know, okay, I made this camera move, but the game doesn't seem to remember that camera movement. 
mm-hmm. while while the scene is going. I'm I'm trying to figure out how to make these angles work, uh, and none of that was really helping me. Like I could get a set angle at one point, so I did like I did a tray flip. That doesn't mean anything to you, um, but I did a tray flip off the staircase, and I thought, okay, this would look really cool if I was like right, if I had this really low angle looking up to the staircase, and you just see the skater come out of nowhere and do this really cool flip on his board, and he goes over the camera. I want to capture that. Cool. And I did that with the replay system, and it looked pretty good. Um, but then I got to one of these levels that's just like this giant ramp. And you go down this big ramp and you go down a big jump and then you can go down a couple other big jumps and it ends in this giant quarter pipe at the end. And I thought, okay, I want to I get a video of this entire string. And it has the ability to do keyframes. So I was like, okay, I want, my, I want my camera to start here, pretty close in on him. Now he goes down this big ramp and is getting momentum. So now I'm kind of going further out. Like I'm really directing this thing and I think it's pretty cool. And then he gets in the air and I kind of have like this almost matrix, like spin the camera around him as he's jumping. And I'm doing all that and I'm, I'm building, I feel like I'm building this. And then I hit, okay, there, there we go. This is great. Let's, uh, let's see the replay. And it just leaves my camera one spot and my skater goes out of the frame. And then he just continues doing all his stuff as the, as the camera doesn't move at all. And I go, I don't know what I did wrong. I feel like I did the things that you asked me to do. Um, Damn. I, and I think that's more on me. I have seen what I, what I think the coolest part about this game is, is seeing that community come out of it. The, the skateboarding community, when you think of skate videos, when you when you get into that culture and you see uh, especially those kind of behind the scenes of skate videos where you just see the mm-hmm. person who did that really cool trick in the skate video. Now you get to see all the attempts that they made and you see that, you know, they they went through attempt after attempt after attempt. Some were really close. Some they almost killed themselves. Mm-hmm. And there's a craft to it that's really interesting. And you get that sense out of Skater XL. When you're playing that game and you are trying to nail the perfect trick, and, and this is the cool thing about the, the trick system is because it's all physics-based. It's not like Tony Hawk or, or uh, Skate where when you hit the button or hit the right combinations of button, the animation plays for a heel flip. It is if I hit, the, if I hit that stick in the right way to flip the board with my heel, it will flip naturally and the when you let off stuff you kind of it kind of uh just kind of automatically gets the board back to into a position where it can get under your feet so you can do a i could do 30 different heel flips in the game and they would all look different some could look like garbage because the game the the board would just kind of magnetize back to my feet other times i could do it in such a way that it looked really really smooth other times i could do it really fast and do the flip first and then i'm just kind of like standing on the board for a while and that looks dumb or you can start to do it late and then lose it you you you, uh, bail but so it's, it's kind of like i need to do this heel flip and i need to do it 30 times so i can get that perfect one and there's something about that that feels incredibly skate culture and i i can't skate so i never got to be a part of that but i appreciated it from afar and skater xl mm-hmm. is giving me that that feeling and it's something that i've wanted to feel for a long time so for me this is awesome yes i do wish that 
I would be able to, to have uh, tricks worth points and be able to do some kind of competition with it. Uh, I wish that there was a park editor uh, just in it in general. I wish that um, I wish that it had the the kind of like tagging system, that multiplayer thing where you just whenever you did a trick on a on a item that it would go into your uh-huh. color. Uh, that yeah, like, I oh, I love that I movie. love all that Tony Hawk shit. But there is something about the craft of Skater XL that I really appreciate, and I think that's what makes it a really really cool game even if i absolutely understand people going this is boring what am i supposed to do in this game sure because i get it but it i think it does a good job of setting itself apart from totally the thing this, this is a different maybe kind people of wanted it game. to be yeah uh i yeah. think session is kind of going for a somewhat similar thing uh, i don't mm-hmm. uh, that game's still not out yet i believe i think it's in some kind of early it's access still in early early access because uh, yeah. i i was deciding between the two of these games right uh, that that game has a a like a further different control style than than any of the other games we've mentioned. Um, I know that its kind of big thing is that even when you're in its open spaces, you can pause the game and put new pieces down. So it's not really a park editor, but it is. Hey, I just want a rail here. Like I think this is a cool space. And I wish there was a rail here for me to do something with. You can just put that rail in. Or I really cool. like this area. I'd like to do like a big jump off of this and onto this roof. But there's no ramp there. There is now. I just I just put one in. Um, so that that also sounds kind of cool. But that's also locked to Xbox. I think right? Isn't isn't session locked to Xbox and PC? Uh... Anyway, I, I just ended up going with Skater XL. I, I yeah, saw enough of it that it I is. thought that looks cool. That's kind of my shit. Uh, what what really sold me? It's that Modest Mouse song, and then uh, Corey Schmitz, who's a, an artist who's done a lot of stuff for uh, Sony and a lot of other places. I think he did. Did he do the like the Resistance Three cover, or maybe that was Ali Moss? I don't remember. Like other other good visual artists but he he's done some stuff for video games before he had a tweet where he's just like hey look at this line that i made and (laughs) you just you just see how he you see his little replay clip and he's like shit that looks awesome and i want to i want to go in the game and i want to see how he did that with all the physics and and i want to be able to make that clip so i what I really want is just for like there to be, and I'm sure there already is like a skater XL Reddit that is just people posting their clips nonstop. And I just want to see that yeah. skate culture. Cool see see all my clips sure. that that'd be really, really cool. So chase, you said you had another brief update. What do you got for us? <laughs> yeah, it'll be briefer than skater XL. <laughs> um, you guys, you guys heard me talking about Blaseball last, last yeah. week. Yeah. And yeah. I've I still am very high on baseball. Unfortunately, the season ended. My my beloved Wild Wings did very poorly, and uh, my my second team. My, you know, when I when I first started out in baseball, you get to pick your favorite team, and I was between two. You know, Mexico City Wild Wings was was fun and stupid. I thought, okay, let's go with that one. The other one was the Hades Tigers, uh, because. I went to Mizzou, so we were the Mizzou Tigers. I've, I've got some some tiger nostalgia in me like that. Uh, I'm also a huge Greek mythology buff, so something with Hades. Their, uh, their slogan was never look back, 
which uh, is a reference to a uh, a famous uh, Greek myth, legend, story about fable tale. Yeah, sure. Yeah, let's go with fable. Um, Hyperbole. <laughs> Um, so I, I, uh, even though I was a Wings fan, I was also like, ah, I hope the Tigers do well. And the Tigers fucking kick ass. <laughs> they, they dominated the league and I, I bet so much money on the Tigers every game because they just won a lot. A lot of people were saying they're the Yankees of baseball, which doesn't make me feel great because I hate the Yankees. Uh, but I d- did like the Tigers. Tigers ended up winning season three. Um, and I, at the end of the season, they, they tally up these votes that people have made and they get decrees. So there are a couple different things that will happen for the next season. And then there are blessings and every vote that gets placed for one of these blessings has a chance. It's just a raffle system to have that blessing happen to your team. And when I looked through, okay, let's see the results. Let's see everything that happened. Um, and when I got to the blessings, I see, okay, the Hades Tigers got one of their, uh, like, average to weaker pitchers. He got his stats maxed out. Like, okay, so so the best team got a little bit better. Um, also, the best team got to trade a player with the New York Millennials, who were the other team uh, in the finals. So they got a better player from the second best team and gave them a worse player. I'm like, okay, well, that, that makes them even better. And then... I looked through the rest of the list, and a couple other teams got better, a couple other teams got worse, and the Wild Wings weren't mentioned at all. Nothing. Nada. So my shit team continues to be shit, and I thought, okay, you know, I have have this passion in my heart. Sorry, this isn't brief. Um, It's it's definitely not brief. I have this passion in my heart for the Wings, (laughs) but I am so upset with the fictional Mexico City Wild Wings management that they made no improvements to their team. They're abandoning their fans. So you know what? Fuck you. I'm going to play that Fairweather flute that I bought for 2,000 coins. I'm a Hades Tigers fan now, guys. Boom. Welcome to winning. It's great to be here. (laughs) Um, Unfortunately, though, Blaseball has taken a hiatus. A siesta, as they call it. Um the the game has been doing really well uh to to the point that nobody expected it to be doing this well and the game band uh-huh. the developers have said one we just need a break <laughs> there's so many people we've sure. been working such long hours to try to make this thing functional uh as you guys noticed last week when we when i was telling you about it you were getting those 502 bad was gateways a little broken yeah. a little broken um, and I think that's kind of part of its charm, but also that charm wears off when it's just like, I want to know what happens to fucking baseball, and it keeps giving me bad gateway. Um, so I applaud them for taking a break, saying, hey, we're going to be off for a week, maybe two, maybe longer, and we're going to do some stuff. We're going we're gonna to make this better. We're going to do some interesting things. In the meantime, they're still teasing out some information. Um, <laughs> the Los Angeles Tacos had a um a, a rip in space time happen above the city of los angeles and they became the unlimited tacos and every player on okay. their team has the same name now or not now they actually oh. just fixed some of that today they 
quote-unquote localized. You can see this on the Blaseball Commissioner's Twitter page. Uh, so some players have gotten their identities back. Other players have gotten their last names back, but they're still Wyatt something. Um, it's it's interesting. It's very interesting to see where the lore is going with, with all of this stuff. Um, so I'm still a big Blaseball fan. And because there is no Blaseball... I have uh, have decided that I must keep the baseball alive, which means that I went into one of my favorite baseball games, Super Mega Baseball 3, and I just made all of my favorite baseball players in that game. So I made a baseball All-Star nice. team and have been playing with that for a little bit, and it's super fun. Uh, I got to make a logo for it. I've made their uniforms. Um, I, I didn't, like... One of the cool things about baseball is that everybody has their own headcanon, and all of it's kind of valid. Like, there's a baseball wiki where you can read about players. Like, one of the sure. members of the Wild Wings is named Miguel Wheeler, and the fans have decided that he is just an actual tire with a bat taped to his yeah, so You're telling us last wheel. week. Okay, I told you that one. Um, yeah. yeah uh-huh. So, obviously, <laughs> as a in a baseball game, uh, I still just have humans to work with, but I kind of just like, oh, Dominic Marijuana should be our first baseman. He should just be this super beefy dude, whereas Jessica Telephone, she's she's our third baseman. I don't know what their positions are actually in baseball because they don't tell you. Um, but it, it's really fun for me to kind of build my own headcanon of what players look like, what, sure. they, what their skills are, and, uh, and that has been very fun. Unfortunately, one of my players died in in baseball oh he was incinerated uh he was actually on the hades tigers his name is landry violence and uh you know shout out to to landry violence r.i.p my man but you will live on in super mega baseball 3 and uh you know good good on you anyway well chase thank you for the self-admitted brief update yeah, this week no problem two hour podcast uh, two hour podcast you asked one for hour it, chase i delivered <laughs> Johnny, you and I have to come up with the back half here. Um, <laughs> oh, so, I don't know if I can. Yeah, I know. Um, well, Chase, thank you for those updates. It sounds like you're playing some fun stuff and getting through your backlog. Yeah, and I, I, and I just started it. Banner of the Maid today. Like I mentioned at the top of the show, it just came out today. I only played five minutes. I really don't have anything I can say about it other than it's got that weapon degradation. So already strike one. But, oh, yeah. no. but it's, it seems kind of cool. Nice. Well, uh, you guys know that I'm a big fan of Crystal Dynamics, and you know that I really the like what they've people. done. The Tomb yep. Raider people. And you know what? I, I, I love those new Tomb Raider games. Um, I'd say two and a half of those games I like a whole lot out of the three. And I, I enjoy Marvel quite a bit. I'm a comic book fan. I like the movies that they've done quite a bit. So when I heard that Marvel's Avengers was coming to console and PC and video game form from this team, I got pretty excited. So excited. And uh, then I started to hear some rumblings that they were going to be building in some... It's like Destiny meets Marvel meets Crystal Dynamics. And I was like, this sounds really cool. Yeah, it's got some things to it. Totally. And then we started to see things about this game and Uh the reception was not great. The Revengers. The Revengers. They became the Shastacola, if you would, Ooh, of the Avengers. And I like Shasta. Shasta's pretty good. And pe- the, yeah. Dr. Thunder People got, is my man. Maybe the Fago. Mountain Lightning. They're the RC Cola. 
I think the biggest problem that happened here was that you had just wrapped up the Avengers arc with with Endgame, and people are very fond of those characters. And then they get to see and those actors, characters. those and those actors, and those, those yeah. likeness. Yep, correct. And so I'm taking you all on a journey you already know, and I don't need to make it more long-winded. Um, the game has not been received very well from visuals, and then they started the more stuff came out about the multiplayer. Like it's not really going to be a live game like Destiny, and yes, there is multiplayer elements, but it's not really the story. It's more of these contained little experiences. And people started to dog on this game, and it became at some point in time, in the midst of everything else this year, kind of forgotten. And then. Things started to come back out about it, and people were like, well, hang on a second. There's actually maybe something here. They even went back and retooled the way some of these characters look to try and make them not look quite like hammered dog shit. And uh, the the work, I mean, it, it turned out okay. Like, they definitely don't look like their counterparts that you have learned about for the last decade. But if you go back to early 2000s, or if you go back to the, and thumb through some of the, you know, 90s comic books, late two, or late 90s, early 2000s, you might see some more comic accurate representation there. So this game uh, came in beta form. There's already a little bit of more controversy right up into this point where Sony came out with their war chest of money and said, put our star child into this game, bring Spider-Man, which we covered in the news. And on top of that, uh, we want early beta access. So there's going to be open betas that come. For, or I don't know if they're open. I know they're pre-order bonuses for yeah, folks. Yeah, they're, they're not open. I think it was like 5000 or something. Yeah. So Sony had, if you pre-order the game, you got uh, an early access to the beta this past weekend. It's going to open back up this weekend, I believe, for PC and Xbox folks. But and, also, And by uh, weekend, they mean Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Correct. Which is not exactly the weekend, but we'll give it to you. So I got a chance to play this game. And uh, they... The, the, the demo itself does a pretty good job of giving you a snapshot of what this game is, for better or worse. Uh, it opens up with, um, let's meet the heroes, so to speak. And it's that Golden Gate Bridge sequence that we've seen time and time again. A- and it's A-day? a very. Is that what it's called? Yeah, they're calling it A Day. So this is five years prior to the events of the game. Uh, spoiler alert the Avengers fail. And uh, there's some ramifications that come from it. But it's it's a pretty cool introduction to uh, Hulk, Black Widow, Iron Man, Thor, and Captain America. And you get a chance to, to go through all the events that are happening. And it is it feels very big. It feels very much like an Avengers movie. Uh, your blood gets pumping. It's very excitable. I think it's easy to be like, oh, okay, I'm playing a Thor. Well, Thor plays like Kratos. And you start to compare like these other games that maybe you've come to like over the past. Like Black Widow was kind of the sleeper hit for me. She plays a lot like a Dante would from a Devil May Cry game, where she's got a grappling hook, ranged attack, and you can do a lot of melee stuff up front. So they uh, they really Hulk, feel different. They do feel like different. It's a completely yeah. different style. It's almost like they're playing it's almost like you're playing a lot of different games because when you switch to one, they they just play an entirely yeah. different style. And, and I thought so I, I'm a big fan of the Ultimate Alliance games. And even though there's different characters, at the end of the day, the the scape of, the, the scope, I'm sorry, of what you're doing with those characters in that Marvel Ultimate Alliance universe is kind of samey. I have a great time with it. I think the writing's really good in those games. I like the customization in those games, the unification of those games. 
but they do kind of bleed together. Depending Same on with playing. me and Dynasty Warriors. Like, oh, look at this cast of all these characters. And yeah, they play a little bit differently, but it's mostly just square, 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 triangle, square, yeah. square, 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 triangle. Like, it's just, they're all yeah. the same. And so, like, playing Iron Man, like, I'm going to bring up Anthem for a moment. Why? And Anthem, what? Well, because Anthem got a lot of Iron Man comparisons when it was out. Sure. And my my class was the Storm class, which was a lot more airborne. And Iron Man feels a lot like the Storm from Anthem, which is a good thing. Do you have to go under waterfalls? That you do have to go under waterfalls with Iron Man. He's not figured out how to cool his heart off. Um, there is a cooldown mechanic though that that I will bring up for each character, and it, it's not necessarily a cooldown, but it's a meter that you're filling. So uh, it kind of changes based off the character. So Iron Man, a lot of his repulsor technology, which is going to be the long-range missiles or firing, is going to be triggered by this bar that fills up by doing kind of uh, light attack or melee attack. Uh, Iron Man's really fun to play. You can fully fly. You can hover. You can be doing a lot of airborne attack and stay up there as much as you want to. Um Captain America felt really cool because he just kind of blended some very, very like the feel of his hits. That was translated. Feels good. It feels great. What about the shield? The shield's awesome. <laughs> it really is awesome. Like it, it bounces around and boomerangs to the room, and he does the little twirly, like how he kind of spins in the air and then punches somebody. Like all that's there with Captain America. His time was the briefest out of everybody I played with, though. Um, I mean, does he? I, I, can t- I know he's. I- I know it was based on Captain America to begin with, so it's not really fair, but like Destiny has that Sentinel class for the Titan where you get the shield and you're throwing it around. Does it feel like that super as you play uh, the Cap, thing, like that? Yes, and this is the, the thing about the shield for me in Destiny, it doesn't feel like it has any weight mm. when it's bouncing around, like when it comes back to you, but like yeah. this shield feels like it's just as much damaging as Thor's hammer would be okay. going through the air. Now Thor's hammer's cool. Because you can call it back and still hit people. That felt really good too. And Thor can fly. Uh, I only got like two and a half minutes with each of those characters. Because they're not in the beta. But I think that had I had more time with either one of them. I would have really enjoyed them. Hulk is the weakest link here. By far. He feels very boring. And it's hard for me whenever I see the Hulk next to. And this is going to get kind of nerdy down like, like comic theory. But whenever I'm playing as the Hulk and I'm fighting the same people that Black Widow is. He should be creaming them. He should be creaming them. And yeah. so, like, and that's not, like, I'm not trying to shit on Black Widow, but, like, let's be real here. The Hulk is massive. I mean, he's the Hulk. He's the Hulk. And so they he can be destroyed. They are, different, yeah. they are different styles. Like, she should be spinning around things. She should be right. knocking some people out for just a little bit. Uh, I, like you watch in those movies, you see Scarlett Johansson and it's like, okay, she disarms one person. She hits that person back into another person. Like it's all very calculated strikes. Yep. Whereas Hulk is just slam, bam, you're dead, whatever. And that brings me to a, a point that I wanted to make sure I brought up. And I do not want to be disparaging against Marvel's Avengers here when I say this, because it's bigger than this game. I had this, this really ruined a lot of fallen order for me as well. If I'm playing as a Jedi, or if I'm playing as a superhero, with the exception of Batman, who's maybe not even a superhero, I don't want there to, like, I should not be getting handled by a stormtrooper. I should cut through a stormtrooper. If I'm playing as the Hulk, and I can punch and crush a, a tank in one instance and turn around 
and punch the same robot as Black Widow does and nothing happens differently, there's a problem. Now, that's the video game dynamic that we're running into here, so I'm not going to bitch about it too much, but that really causes a disassociation for me when I'm playing stuff like this. And so... But uh, they have also made games that give you that feeling. There are games think, that give you like, like, yes, it sucks that these games might not give you the the sense that you're looking for. But like, there's that Hulk Ultimate Destruction game that came out for what was that original Xbox GameCube? 360? Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> uh, yeah, I heard people yeah. had nothing but good things to say about that. Where you're like taking a city bus, ripping it in half, yeah, yeah. putting each you're half in greatness. Ah, uh, that that sounded yeah. great. Um, yeah, they it, can't do that here. Sure, it, it does seem it does seem like something where you'd want Hulk to feel different. I mean, he feels different yeah. in the way the way he plays, from what you're saying. But the end yeah. result, he doesn't feel like the Hulk. Yeah, is that what you're but saying? But I, I think that the way that they're doing this also is he is a tank, right? And he has like his meter where Iron Man gets repulsor tech. He goes into a rage mode, which he's continuously healing when that happens. And so I can run into the thick of a crowd as the Hulk aggro in, making sure that somebody like Iron Man, if I was playing with them, could be in the air doing more damage control, fringe work, and then I'm, I'm drawing stuff in. So I understand what they're doing with it. Sure. And I wish I would have had more of an opportunity to see the synergy of what I believe that they have laid the foundation for, but matchmaking was fucking broken. Right. Big time. Yeah, I guess that is interesting. If it if it took more of an MMO tact and said, okay, well, mm-hmm. if Hulk is the tank, tanks tanks do damage, but they don't do they're not DPS. They're Correct. they're there to soak up damage while other people Correct. do the damage. Like that that makes a certain amount of sense, even if the Hulk part of it, the the fantasy that you're looking for isn't right doesn't quite jive with that yeah and you play a lot of the hulk in this beta right you play way more than you should and i think that's honestly one of the biggest mistakes in it is that hulk feels so boring and ordinary in comparison to the other characters that it could probably turn people away and it's unfair because i think if you get into some of these other characters like it takes a long time into the first story mission you get to play as as miss marvel not captain marvel but miss marvel yeah uh, which is awesome. And she plays so much better. She's a ton of fun. And her, the banter that you get between her and Bruce Banner, which uh, shout out to Troy Baker. He does a f- fantastic job as Bruce Banner with what he has. And I think he does a really good job with it. So you get into the story and you're trying to assemble the Avengers as they failed on a day. Uh, you go into the old Quinjet. Um, you, you bring to life. That's your home base. And then you really get to start to understand that, this is a think of think of like a micro battle pass per character without a battle pass. And so as you're playing the game, you're unlocking partic- like points in the game like you would on a season pass or a battle pass per character. And they're dumping into it. So then like you might get a new skin, you're going to get new like because it is a loot driven game, you're going to unlock new things that can go in and that uses the colored tier so like I have a green, blue, whatever. And I can put that into my character and that's going to give me like, okay, I'm wearing this suit or like I have this particular type of, uh, I think there's like four areas that you can dump loot into on your character. But none One of, of those the, are cosmetic because they're, they they they're selling skins and cosmetics separately. Correct. And so these are all, they don't change the overall look of your character, but 
like you go into one area that like there's going to be frost damage. Well, you can now wear you can put something on that's going to keep that damage from being as strong as it normally would. I heard so a, some, I heard a joke where it's like, oh, Hulk can switch out his rib cage. Like that's yes, that's mm. literally what it is. <laughs> mm, okay, it's, it's, I mean like well, they have they have to yeah, do it. Yeah, I mean now, what, what else can you do? But what else can yeah, you do? It's kind of silly. So I, I I wish that um, you know I think that where this game is ultimately kind of getting stalled a bit right now is I didn't get to see what this game is designed to be, which is played with other people. And I didn't get to see this game in a sense. Is, is it designed for that? Well, yeah, because even if you're going out into the open, these missions are relying upon you having companions and you can right. pick people to be on your team that are going to be AI. But I, I think that, that what I saw so far didn't really require a lot of strategy. It does become kind of samey and open um, so I don't know if it's like you and I doing a strike where it's like, okay, I'm going to save my super and do it here because when you're playing on the game with other people, which kind of sucks, like if I'm playing by myself and I trigger my super, everybody else triggers theirs at the same time. Yeah. And I don't necessarily need that, but I, I think that I walked away from that beta after shitting on this game pretty heavily leading up to it feeling that maybe there is something here i can't tell you to run out and buy this game right away i i I can tell you that there's opportunities to test it out leading up to it for you to make your own definitive decision but for me um i think it is something i will check out i did feel that the level of polish that this build was and so who knows when this was submitted and who knows where the game is at right now at this point in time in 2020 especially and we'll get into the news with like where things are at just push this shit back until closer to holiday and launch this alongside new hardware that'll definitely this game would definitely benefit from faster load times for sure because these load times were rough like destiny i mean it's gonna Uh, it's gonna come out on these systems and the next systems eventually Uh, the next systems eventually we know it's coming out for these systems but if if it's really going to be such a long long tail on this kind of content they they have to be putting it out for new consoles as well they probably just can't yeah, say totally. that so i walked away surprised i walked away wanting to play uh the beta again this weekend um i wish and i got it for free yeah the whole game verizon i think verizon care uh, customers and i think virgin mobile ca- customers get the game for free it was f- the first five thousand people for verizon i don't know about virgin um and chase i was able to secure a copy johnny got it for playstation that's where i'll be playing this also um so if you do happen to come across the copy and you or if you decide to purchase it uh playstation's where we're going to be hanging out playing that game well it was it was interesting to hear i did see some impressions for from ign (laughs) earlier and they they had good things to say about the single player um i think the multiplayer they were finding a little um repetitive and maybe that's just from the the small slice that they have available right now but they had good things to say about the the single player stuff and you're mentioning troy baker and and good voice acting so uh some of that stuff sounds sounds relatively optimistic which you know just has not been like you mentioned the general feeling on that game i I did not expect myself to be talking this way about it i really didn't cool so that's cool cool from i look so I do not want to dislike video games. I don't want to not like games. I want to dislike something. Yeah. Uh, Bobby, just a quick rundown. Who who else can you play as other than the Hulk? Yeah, sorry about Ms. that. Marvel? 
So Miss Marvel and the Hulk, Iron Man, Black Widow, they're in, in the game. Okay. Captain America supposedly dies on A-Day. Right. That's that's like the story conceit that they are saying. Right. Whether, whether or not um, he's really dead, who knows. Sure. They... If they made oh, they, a full, no if they really made done. a full control system for him, dude's not dead. Just, well, just a also, guess. Just a guess. <laughs> so they've they've said um, there will be a total, I think, of ten characters that you can play as, and uh, that does not include Spider-Man because Spider-Man was like a last-minute addition per Sony's request. So I was kind of, I, I've heard that Hawk, Hawkeye is definitely going to be there. Um, Oh, Jeremy Renner? Yep. That's great. I love him. Uh, I love, I I love his like, app. Who, who else could be there? Because, um, again, they want to keep these characters different enough yeah. when they have play style. And so, like, I thought about well, Black Panther makes a whole lot of sense sure. to bring into that. Extremely popular right now. I don't know where his play style lines up in comparison to, like, Black Widow or other people as far as, like, Captain America. Like, will it feel too similar, like, from a very melee-driven character? Give me Ant-Man, Well, you cowards. Their pin particles are something that is kind of a, a rare currency. So there's definitely like his fingerprints and DNA here. I don't know how, I mean, maybe, maybe they do something with them small and big. Who, who knows? Mm-hmm. More to come. It sounds like they got a plan to bring more people into that. I'm but excited. We're, de- we're definitely not going to see like X-Men or Fantastic Four or anything. This is, these, these are you going could. to be mostly like the heroes you know. From, I, I would say yes. Yeah. I would say yes. Makes sense. So that's that's my hot take on the beta. I'll update if there's any mechanical changes, or if I get a chance to check out multiplayer, maybe next week or the two weeks from now, whenever we record again, I'll I'll bring that up. But uh, I don't know why I decided I wanted to have another mystery game for you guys, and I didn't want to talk about it. Mystery game. And so you two have not heard anything from me on this game. I have been spending more time playing this game than anything else that's came out the last two weeks. And I am here to tell you all about a, lo- a little game called Fae Tactics. And Whoa. holy shit, this game fucking slams. It is so good. Wow. I'm impressed. <laughs> okay. okay, so you're playing um, this on PC. Is yep. it only on PC? It's coming to Switch. Okay. They say it's going to, I think it's supposed to come this year to Switch. Uh, but this game is currently out on PC. I think it's like nineteen or seventeen dollars. Uh, this this game's twenty bucks it's yeah. from Endless Fluff Games. It's being published by Humble. Um, man, all right. This is a tactics ass video game that takes in some really cool monster collection Pokemon ass shit and brings that to the fold. It's got fun little camping cooking games it's got some pretty clever writing i'll just get out in front of it right now and tell you that i think the weakest part of this game is the graphics on the game it's it's definitely not optimized right now for like there's really not a whole lot of control over like the graphics on like the resolution that you play the game at it's it's a pixel based game though right it's well it's a pixel based game but that kind of translates over to some of the menu items as well mm-hmm. and I think that some of the character models in the game are a little muddy, but for the most part, that's such an afterthought of everything else about this game because it does have a lot of charm. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about what Fade Tactics is. 
uh, as I mentioned, it's mar- marrying a couple different systems that you're familiar with into uh, some tactics-based video gaming. I've never played Final Fantasy Tactics, and it's getting a lot of callbacks to that game. This oh, Bobby. <laughs> that's, that's something you should remedy at some point. I've, I'm aware. But uh, you play as Puny, and you have two companions with you. Uh, a dog and a little bird fish type creature. And one of the things that's interesting about their approach to the mechanics of this tactics game is that there's really no menu systems when you're in battle. And uh, it's very simple concept on how you're interacting with it. So you can wait. And if you wait, there's every character has a unique attribute or a unique move that comes from waiting. So Penny, your, your main character, if she waits, she immediately, her next turn that she can go will be a combo. And so if there's a cluster of folks, she'll attack all those. And like that's just not like in a square or a grid. She'll kind of move and zip around in that bubble of people and let you know what's going on, which is really cool. So then if I'm moving, I have a choice to move and I can wait on that move or I can buff another character, which is awesome. And her particular buff that I've evolved it to is, is like if I go and put her next to a, a character they immediately become cloaked. So I can cloak a character if I don't want to put a buff on, like giving myself that combo ability. Uh, But then she can get an ultra attack after so many successful attacks. There's crits that happen after so many attacks as well. But you're building up your team. So you've got three leaders at any given time. That's as big as your your, your team can be. But then uh, because Peony is a witch and can use magic, she has the ability to summon. And anytime you summon in this game, it is essentially kind of like a Pokemon at that point in time. And I, I, that's like a very broad stroke here. But like as you're progressing through the game and some of these minor bosses or minor enemies that you come in contact with, after you defeat them, they drop a card on the battlefield. And if you pick up that card, you then can build a like you have a gallery of these different creatures that you can summon into battle. And so you have, uh, when you start the game, you have three summon points. So different creatures, like one creature might only be one summon point, another one might be two. So I can have two out there with me at that time because I had a total of three, where you might get a more higher power one that's three. Now you can unlock um, more abilities and more summon points down the way. And so like right now I summon three things. I've got a two and two ones that come out. And they're elemental as well and that is a thing in the game that definitely plays over so like water damage does on fire damage vice versa earth wind etc all that's here so you've got some really cool stuff that happens with it but you got weird shit like okay this particular type of summon actually gets a buff on tuesdays i don't know why (laughs) but on whatever day of the week it is you might have a weird ass buff happening on one of your characters huh so like as you're playing it like when i'm on the field i'm like man that thing's pretty fucking cool like there's this owl that does some really cool wind damage. Like anytime it would attack you, it would immediately go through you and attack the square behind you. So if you did it right with this owl summon, I could attack somebody on one square, do damage on them, go through and attack the person behind them. And if I did that right, that person could chain react and go backwards and cause a combo because I did a blowback damage on them. And that does some really crazy stuff. Not to mention the melee class which is probably one of my favorite ones to have in my party, anybody who does melee damage, if I have them positioned next to an enemy and I do damage with that melee class, any subsequent sequential damage that comes from anybody else that round, 
they do a follow-up combo every single time. Boom, boom, boom. And you can just get nasty with what you do here. If you time this out right, holy shit, because it, it's something that like the strategy that comes into play with this, because then it's like, all right, well, I'm moving this character who's going to have a buff because I gave him a combo. So they're going to attack all those people. Well, that one person they normally wouldn't reach happens to be by my melee character. So then I'm doing this crazy chain of attacks that this goes berserk on, on there. Now, on top of all these other things, you have your summons that you can choose. You've got each character has a wide range of customization because there's like three categories, offense, defense, and special that you get to dump points in and level up your character. So after every event, you're getting materials to craft items that you can use in combat, but you're also getting skill points to put into your, your party. Your summons also level up and they get ultra moves as well, which is really cool. Beyond that, you get spells. And you can sub all this stuff out before every, like as soon as you start a mission, you got three categories at the top of the screen. Choose your spells, choose your summons, all that shit. So I can have a spell that might heal everybody or revive everybody because you can get knocked out and you have three turns before you're completely dead. Um, if your summon dies, they just kind of go back into your hand, but more to come with that. But then these other spells can be like, okay, I'm going to have this one card that I play and I'll do like four to five squares worth of wind damage. So if I'm looking at the, if, if I on PC, if I hold down space bar at the top of any mission, it gives me like a cheat sheet of like, okay, here's all the things that you can combo. Here's all the things that like are effective against one of the others. So I can be like, all right, I see a couple characters because we'll show you what their elements are as you start the match. And I'd be like, okay, I definitely want to have like earth out here. I need some fire to combat that. And then I want to make sure that I know these guys really fuck with me when they get up close. So I'm going to make sure that I have some more ranged partners with me on this one. Uh, I've added two people to my, uh, team so far a centaur and a boxing chicken and both are very both are very cool <laughs> um the boxing chicken has a storyline that they're going after a mafia which is awesome and uh the story is pretty cool i mean it's quirky it's cute it's charming uh, you, you might have mentioned this and i missed it but so you said you can have three characters three leaders i think you said out at any one time and then yep. just your character can do summons or can any of them Correct. do summons as well? Okay. Only your character because you are, um, you're a witch. Gotcha. Okay. So you have six people. She's a witch. Well, I mean, up to six people so far. And I'm, I might be able to expand that further. I, right. Maybe if I come you, across another party points, member. Then maybe you can bring out more summons. Okay. And some of those summons are a little squishy that I've had so far. Um, and usually like every summon is going to be, very specific to an element. So they are going to be susceptible to those things. There's subcategories for summons. So like you might have the same sprite, but one of them might like, there might be a blue or a green one. You can sub them out because one might be a hunter and one might be something else. And they have a different attack set. It's I, cool. I'm excited. I'm very excited that you've been playing this. Uh, it's, it's something that I know when I saw trailers for it, I'm like, I, I want to play this game um, whenever it comes to switch. Um, Bobby, you are not super well versed in these games. Like, cer certainly no. not to the point that like I am, where I play a ton no. of these kinds of games. But um, you have played some of these in the past, and can yeah. you can you do like any sort of comparison of how you're feeling about this versus how you felt about 
uh, what was what was the last one you played? It was the Netflix one, the uh, the Dark. Oh, Crystal. I didn't play that one. You didn't, didn't play, play Dark, Dark Crystal? Crystal? Johnny did. No, this Johnny, year played I've Dark played. No. Um, Somebody played the Dark Crystal. I don't think so. I've played Chimera Squad and I've played Gears Tactics this yeah. year. Yeah, uh, those okay. are really like so. So I don't think this is fair. Like, um, man, I guess the best way, like somebody said this, and I think it kind of makes sense that if Wargroove, what Wargroove was to Advanced Wars, this is to Final Fantasy Tactics, if that makes sense. It's like a love letter to Final Fantasy Tactics. And some people are saying, I guess people who are a bit more versed in the category than I am, and maybe this is to my benefit, there's so much that you can do in the strategy here that it can be really overwhelming for people. I don't find it to be like, I love that there's not a menu system to like click on and then select this and do it. I love that there's not weapon degradation. I love that I can just go into it. And I know that if I move my character, I have a couple options. I know that my attack can be different. Every there's like every single playthrough, it feels so different. And there is a really great level of strategy here. Like more than I've had to have in other games because and a lot of those games, I'll use Fire Emblem as an example. Like, I love Fire Emblem Three Houses. Adore that game. But I had my go-tos. Like, anytime I was in a battle, I typically kind of built that around one or two people right. that were my my strongest points. And then it's not that I'm not doing that here to a degree, but I'm also looking at it from a perspective of, like, I know that I need to have somebody to represent melee. Well, this particular – and the game does a good th- job, too, like – the overworld menu it'll be like hey there's a story mission here but it only works if you have this particular character uh, equipped and, and so and there's I think it also there. probably helps that because the team is so small you yeah. you're forced to use everybody because you can't just make a super team in in something like fire emblem where it's like okay i have an army of 20 but i'm really only going to use these five and fuck the rest of them but when it says like you have right. three characters more or less, and then have these temporary summons, like you need to use. That's what I love about Into the Breach. Like it, it says this is all you get. <laughs> make right. make of it what you will. Like you have so, you have so many options, but also such a limited pool to pull from, and I I think that makes for a more interesting type of strategy. I mean, I love Fire Emblem. You guys have heard me yeah. talk about Fire Emblem forever, but there is definitely that sense when you're playing a game like Fire Emblem of, okay, I've got I've got 15 dudes on my team and I move this one and then I move that one and then I move that one and then I move that one and it's like, okay, this is this is going on forever. In a game like Into the Breach or what it sounds like this game is is, you know, you only get a few different moves per turn, so the tactics is making the most of that limitation that you have and and that sounds super fascinating yeah it's very cool the last thing i'll say that i really appreciate is um out of combat you have like this the the stuff in town is kind of on rails like when you do encounter people like you're not really interacting too much on your own you're not moving the character around but you have like an overworld or a map screen that's kind of like hey before you go into battle so when you're looking at the screen uh, over on the left it's got all the missions that are available and they they do a cool thing where your main mission will be like, okay, here, this is a story mission. It'll say story next to it. And then it'll have a couple of swords with like an, a boss icon to let you know you've got two rounds in a boss fight if you go that path. So you can kind of time it out a little bit. Okay. But after you go through it, it stays available. And it's like, 
hey, this is just a free battle zone. Go into it, get materials, level up your characters, do what you need to do. That's cool. You can replay these areas as much as you want to. Beneath it, you've got the buttons for you can manage your summons, you can manage your spells, you can manage your team skills. The camping one is literally a time, like a, you have one minute to do the match card, as many matches as you are. And so whatever you get, it's all food based. You then choose, okay, I had a lot of dessert on that one that I got. If I choose that particular thing, anything that's a dessert, because food drops in the battlefield when you kill people, gives you different buffs than what it normally would. So like it might help your health up or it might give you an overshield. There's some really cool stuff that happens with that. Look, I'm, I am 100% all in on what they're doing with this game. Um, I remember seeing it at the PC Game Showcase this past year. Yeah. And I was like, this looks really fucking cool. Um, it, it came out the day after my birthday, so it kind of got lost in that. It was like July 31st, I think, is when it dropped. Uh, I got it for $15. It was on sale one day. And, man, this is like a 50- or 60-hour game, I think, also. So it's a pretty big game. Oh, wow. Quite a bit that you can do with it. I cannot recommend it enough. This is It's definitely got its grips in me. I'm having a ton it's of fun. It's got the Bobby P. seal of approval? Yep, big time. Very cool. Big time. I, I'm... I mean, I know with COVID, schedules get pushed back. I hope this comes to Switch this year because I'd really like to play it because the way you're talking about it sounds like we might be talking about it in a few months here. And if I'm going to feel real bad if I don't get a chance to to know what that feels like. I don't know, Chase. I I could say the same thing about Ooblets. I could say the same thing about so many other games. (laughs) Temtem. But I can actually put this one on a... I can put this one on a list legitimately. And uh, that's something that's really exciting to me. Uh, is it on Mac? That's what I was going to ask you to look up. I don't know if it is. It's only on Windows. Well, on Windows. Well, so uh, as we move on here, uh, I am going to talk about another early access game, but I really wanted to just tee this up for Johnny because he finally joined me in playing hey. uh, a game that we've talked about in a not-so-nice way on the show before, which is Grounded. And, oh, it was in jest, Bobby. Well, no, I I played the beta and I talked about it, that this game didn't really do anything for me in that in that play that short play form that I had for it. This is the Obsidian mm-hmm. game that's not an RPG or not really an RPG, not not like one of their. It's like it's Honey I Shrunk the Kids meets Minecraft meets right. meets Rust. Yeah, yeah it meets Rust. It's not Star Wars: Knights of the Republic Two. It's not no. South Park. No, it's not. Uh, fallout new vegas yeah yeah no uh no no i really like grounded and i've it's a lot of fun it's a lot of fun yeah yeah (laughs) it's really cool uh so it's also completely horrifying (laughs) in some ways did you turn off the spiders i didn't i left the spiders on so I, i joined up with uh bobby and front of the show jason uh and they were already well into constructing a, a fort made out of grass leaves and uh they had a workbench and they had they were very nice and they they gave me some gear to start with so i don't really have any experience with like the early early game because i jumped in and i had all this equipment available to me so um bobby what, what does it take an hour or two to get up and running in that game would you say yeah we to get like we just kind of went off and did our own shit the game does a pretty good job of like hey go kill these bugs or Hey, go collect yeah. these resources, but we just 
So what, right past it. what is this? Is this like a Fallout 76 kind of thing? Is it like a Fortnite no, I th- thing? So it's, is it like a Minecraft no. thing? Definitely not Fortnite. More Minecraft. Uh, more Minecraft, but you're not... You can't terraform the earth or anything, right, Bob? No. Like it's... You're, you can cut down it's a survival uh, blades game, though, of grass. Right? Okay. Yeah. It is, yeah. You're, you're collecting materials that you can then craft into other objects. Um, and there are bugs roaming around the world uh some of which will leave you alone or you can uh you can kill and you can get um what's what's the one that you made roast weevil weevil monster hunter no no No. i mean well hang on a second in a way because like if you kill a particular type of bug you then have you have to take what you get from it it's materials and you can get it analyzed and you can build and you can craft armor out of that Like ladybug gear, acorn gear. We're not selling Chase on this no, game. Well, I mean, um, what sells me on this game is it's made by Obsidian. <laughs> yeah, but, and, but other than that, like, yeah, it really doesn't look like my thing. Johnny didn't get a chance to check this out, so let me just chime in really quick with this, Johnny. There is not a whole lot here. The game is not done. Right. Um, they're taking a lot of feedback right now, but the one little bit of story beat that you get to kind of understand, like, what the hell is happening... Um, I'm pretty sure it's the person who voiced Claptrap that is this robot in this, I think. But it's not like the, whoa, birthday party. Like, it's not like that. I just think it's that particular character. Birthday party? Yeah, Claptrap yeah, has a Clap birthday Trap party. had a birthday party. Nobody went to it. Oh, yeah. forgive me. Sorry. My, but not there's no, no you're to brush up on my... Yeah, my yeah. Borderlands lore. Like, read there's the Tiny Tino wiki page, please. <laughs> The Encyclopedia Tiny Tina Code. Uh, there's definitely some <laughs> fucking obsidian ass writing happening when you get to that part. That's cool. And there's not much else after that. Okay. Johnny, continue. Um, I uh, I killed Bobby with the blade of grass because I jumped oh, in, great. and when I you say blade I didn't of grass? Is that like they turn you turn into a sword or like it fell on so Bobby? You, no, you can you can chop down blades of grass and it makes like a plank that you can carry around and use like that to build walls four. and gotcha. stuff. Okay. And so I picked this one up and I didn't look at the controls on the screen uh, where there's was a throw button and so I was looking right at Bobby and I threw <laughs> it. Okay, sounds good. And I had I had to revive him because that, that knocked him down. Um, and uh, yeah, the the whole time I played, I was just kind of wandering around trying to find water, other supplies. Uh, I got killed by a couple spiders, which was absolutely terrifying. Uh, I apparently I screamed really loudly. Oh, he did. Um, he did scream, scream so loud. <laughs> <laughs> we all knew exactly what happened too. <laughs> yeah, it's. I mean, because the way that they're animated, it's it's fucking yeah. terrifying. It, um, I can't. I can only imagine if you're someone who actually has arachnophobia. Uh, I think I, it's I, I think it's cool that they they added an option to turn those off or to sure. cha- change them yeah. into something else. I'm not exactly sure how it works. I think it turns. What does it turn them into? Cats? Like a big blob. I'll, I can tell mm. you that as far as like a multiplayer experience goes, it's been one of my favorite ones this year. Wow. Uh, there's so much potential and just like fun. It's like a very fun game on building a base and having that with it. Um, yeah, that's that's what it is. It's it's a good dumb time yep. to have with your friends just you know shoot the shit while you build your fort and uh, it was pretty seamless I, I played this on the PC uh, version of Game Pass 
And so did I. Jason was playing on Xbox, and we just started an Xbox Live party and had crossplay with no hitches at all. It worked out just like you'd expect it to. It was great. But but it's just you yeah. guys. Like you're going into when when you're yeah. playing multiplayer, it's an yeah. instance that is just with yeah. you. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Just you and your yeah. friends. For some reason, I uh, so thought yeah, I thought no. this kind of had like that Fallout seventy six vibe of like, no, oh yeah, you're with just, your friends, but other people are in the. You can play it solo or with your friends. No? Okay. It's great. Yeah, it's a cool game. Uh, so, so is it more yeah, like I, being a survival game? Is it more like run based, or are you consistently coming no, back to the same save? I mean, you, it's it's like in Minecraft where if you die, you can go pick up okay. your stuff. Okay. You yeah. can go grab your backpack and get get your stuff back that you had on you. Yeah. Uh, but it does carry your progression over. Um, it's cool. From it's your cool. Session. So you can keep building on to what you've uh, what you've made. Um, so yeah, that was that was a lot of fun. The one two hours I spent with that. Um, I also last week, basically right after the show <laughs> or later that night, I, I downloaded Ublitz. Yeah, you did. And I started I started that. Fuck yeah. And it it's it's as good as I said it, it was. <laughs> it it melted it. It warmed my cold dead heart, Chase. It's it's really really I'm, neat. I'm I, like, excited. Only, you guys like Ooblets. I I wish I could play it. And I I need to play more of it because uh, uh, I I had to stop but, playing it. <laughs> I had to force myself. Uh, Pry it out of my I've dead hands. It, <laughs> I've, I've uh, upgraded, not upgraded. I uh, I've planted several things at my farm. Uh, I got a watering can. I've got four ooblets that follow me around now. Have you opened up the dance barn uh, yet? No, not yet. God, get that dance barn um, open. But the the combat system, quote unquote, is so incredible. Like it's just, I had a big dumb smile on my face the whole time yeah, I was man. playing this game. Um, even though my time with it has been brief so far, but I I need to play more. Because I know I won't want to be talking about this at the end of the year, and it's just like Bobby was saying, it's 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 just what I needed at a time it's like this. It's pure dopamine, man. It's pure yeah. dopamine. The world needs more games like Ooblets. It does. Uh, which may lead me to pick up Tim Tim at some point. I don't know. We'll we'll see what happens. Um, and uh, yeah, I don't have a whole lot to add on that uh, from what Bobby said last week, mainly because I haven't played a yeah, ton. Yeah, I mean, I think um, we've had. Two, I did. two more or less straight weeks of Ooblets. Not that I'm, I mean, mm-hmm. I'm jealous more than anything, but I'm always happy yeah. to hear more about Ooblets. Uh, but yeah, yeah, we've, we've talked I about it I picked Sidekey. Sidekey was my my first Ooblet, and he's he's really cool. Like Bobby, you picked um, two? Trumbo. Trumbo. But my Sidekey, he's really fucking cool. You, you um, found a Sidekey later. It's not it's not like a Charmander, Squirtle, Bulbasaur, you pick one and you don't see the other ones ever. No, there's... They've got in the museum section uh, where you put the statues. They've got one that's like, "Hey, here's the starters," and I think there's only one that I'm missing right now from okay. that. Oh, cool. Okay, I was wondering about that. Yep. Um, and then finally, uh, the thing I played last night uh, was another game from the Itch.io. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, the bundle, bundle for racial. For, uh, Racial justice and equal, yeah. uh, equality, um, and that is a little game called Far From Noise. Now, have either one of you heard of this nope. game? Mm-mm. All right, so this is a very short game. You can finish it in about an hour and a half. Uh, it's entirely dialogue-driven, so it's almost like a visual story. 
not almost like it is a visual story. So the whole premise is uh, it opens up over this uh, view of a cliff overlooking uh, an ocean, and this car comes skidding and slams on its brakes, and it stops and it teeters over the edge of the cliff. And you pick the dialogue of the person who's driving the car, uh, and you're given between one and four dialogue choices. Um, so it's it's one of those where if I go super far into it, it'll spoil things. Yeah. So um, yeah, I would say check this game out for yourselves but it's it's mainly it's almost like having like a therapy session Hmm. because this person uh is teetering on the edge of a cliff and they they you have to stave off being panicked or trying to calm yourself down uh some things happen which make you lead to maybe lead you to believe that you are hallucinating a little bit um and uh it cycles from you know, just before twilight to the next day. Uh, and it ends with you not like, it's very ambiguous. The way well, it sounds like it's got multiple so, endings also. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's currently $8 yeah. on steam for those of you who did not pick that, that bundle up. It's also $8 on PlayStation. 4. Cool. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. Like, did you guys, have you guys looked, Look this up yeah, since I started yeah, talking yeah. about it. It's very pretty. I like I like Any, the uh, art, and when I say the art, I mean the singular one art <laughs> that is is kind of just that that car off the sitting there with it. Yeah, it's like an older car cliff. too. I can't tell. I mean, probably like something from the forties. It looks like, but yeah. uh, it's it's got a cool a cool look to it for sure. And the I heard a little bit of the soundtrack. Uh, that sounds yeah, really good. It's it's very has a very ambient soundtrack to it um again i i don't know the limitations of what i should really say about it without spoiling the things that happened but it was did you say how uh, long it was uh, like an hour and a half you can finish it um and i i got close to the end last night and then i just got really tired and i finished it up this morning as i drank my coffee nice uh and that was a really nice way to start my day um but i was just I, I keep feeling bad because I have literally almost 2,000 things in this bundle, and I've checked out very few of them. And so I pulled up another one of those articles. Um, I don't remember which one. It might have been PC Gamer or something. Uh, but this was in the list of things that they, they recommended as, like, standout titles. So Chase, it is on I would say, Mac, so yeah. you should be able to download oh, yeah, it I'm, there. I'm going to mm-hmm. download it. And if you're at the lake, yeah, play so I'm, I am at the page. Yeah, I would be... I'd be very curious to see what your guys' experience is with it, just because it does have those branching dialogue paths and sure. to see where you guys so, end up. Again, not a spoiler, or not looking for spoilers, but let me ask you this kind of vagueish question. You, you've played this sure. once, yes? Yeah. Do you mm-hmm. feel the need or interest to play it again to see other branches? Or is this kind of a thing um, where it's like, this was my story, and you're interested to see yeah, what, that's, my, what what Chase's story would be, what Bobby's story would be, but exactly. you have your own story, and that's the one you want to keep. Mm-hmm. I have I have the choices that I made. Uh, it does some really 
say it like follows through the whole game, but there there are some things that you do that carry throughout the the story. Okay. Um, some choices that do it you gives feel you. like it branches uh, to the point where the three of us would have three entirely different stories or or very different. Stories? I think so. Okay. Yeah, because there there are points where you can elaborate on whatever's happening, or you could even say, "I don't want to talk about this gotcha. right now," uh, and so you could spend a lot longer dwelling on a particular subject, uh, or right. not. Just say, hmm. "No, I want to I want to talk about something." Because like right a game now. like Mass Effect branches, but I feel like we could all kind of say, "Like, yeah, I took the I took the Renegade option, or I took the Paragon option yeah, here." I, I pushed that guy I mean, out the window. Yeah, we kind of yeah. just had the two options for a lot of things, and not right. not to bag on Mass Effect. We love Mass Effect here at the Casual Hour, but there is there is it was kind of a shared experience rather than wow, everybody right. had their own unique experience because we kind of just played those games the same way. I think even Bioware said, yeah, pretty much like everyone plays at Paragon, and then occasionally yeah. some people will play Renegade, but it's very hard to get people to play in the middle because they don't feel like they get any bonuses for playing in the middle and a lot of people just don't play yeah. on the bad side because it's mean and people want to be nice generally Dieter don't play that which, shit which man what what happened to those people why can't everyone just want to be nice <laughs> in <know>. real life <laughs> yeah so johnny it sounds like you yeah. endorse this game i would yeah good it's, it's definitely take the hour yeah. and a half experience it for yourselves i would i would love to have the chance so to it seems like it originally came out in 2017 or at least the yeah, 17 at least the ps4 mm -hmm. version did yeah still cool um I, I, yeah. I, hour yeah. and a half i will absolutely give this a try i love yeah short games more short games please yeah if yeah, only there was I, some sort of podcast that could tell me about short some yeah, games short games really good dudes over um, there at the short game yeah and i I did download a few other games, uh, including Celeste from that bundle. That. Nice. that I, I will be. I'm going to try and spend time with at least one of these games. Go for it, man. A week. That's great. Um, so, yeah, that, I still have a I still have a handful me. that I saw in that bundle that I was interested in and haven't gone back to that I downloaded. Like they're on my computer, ready to go. So I I need to get back to some of those as well. Nice. That, that too many games problem. So, uh, gentlemen, there's a couple news stories that I'm going to take us through rather quick as we've had a longer episode here. So just two bear with me. Podcast, two hour and I'll, podcast. I'm going to get through these here. Um, so Horizon Zero Dawn, a game that you know I like a whole lot, launched on PC. Starring Tiny Tina. Starring Tiny Tina. Yeah. Um, and this game has not had the best port surprisingly enough from playstation to yeah PC. that's that's been a I bit think of it's a really surprising had... considering that people are saying the death stranding game the port for that to pc right. is pretty solid and they're on the same end yeah i mean true i mean it could be a, probably a newer version of Maybe. that engine i mean yeah there's would, all sorts of potential I reasons to guess. but i i just found that um i this is the game i've been putting the most time into uh, since it came out, I uh, just kind of gotten sucked back into it because I, I absolutely love this game. Uh, and I have had some issues, uh, a little bit of screen tearing. Um, I'm playing in 1440 on my 4K monitor at basically the highest settings, and it's sitting right at 60 frames a second until it's not. 
when it jitters down to 40 or so. Played pretty well on the PS4. Um, um, maybe you're... <laughs> I mean, 30 frames a second, not terrible. Maybe the PC's just... Uh, yeah. Well, however, I have been playing this at true 4K maxed out. Oh, my. And I'm not having any The issue. real gamer has entered. What's, what's your frame rate? Is it like... Was it got to be like 30 or so? No. I'll run a test tonight and send it over to you. Bobby, Bobby's... we have the same Bobby's video card. Bobby's got a better machine, better rig, you know. We don't have the same video card. Yeah, we, we do. do not. We have the 2080 uh, Super. Yours is slightly more overclocked. This is the worst. So, uh, anyway, this game has been such a problem that uh, Guerrilla Games has put out a statement that they're aware of it, they're working on it. Please be patient. We're trying to get it sorted out. And uh, I anticipate a hot fix sometime in the future. Uh, but a yeah, lot of the reviews... It, it already had a day one update. Yeah. So. A lot of reviews that I have seen for it that have been low have been like, look, I love this game. Everything's cool. It just doesn't work. Until I'll change my review on that. And this is a straight port. They didn't add anything. I mean, it has the DLC in it, right? It's got all the DLC in it. And apparently they're adding some stuff with, obviously, frame rates. Or, uh, sure. And there's some stuff with, like, dynamic grass and all that. But what I have seen on it looks great. Okay. It looks very good. Yeah. Um, so there has been a. I'll save this actually. I'll move that down to the other Xbox stuff. I don't know how much you guys care about this, but Rocksteady finally confirmed what's been teased for a while. The next entry into their comic book game is going to be about the Suicide Squad. They sp- and Jared Leto is in this. Yes. No. The true Joker. The true Joker is not. Um, however, the, you know I don't know a lot about the Suicide Squad outside of that movie being bad. Um, they do have a very cryptic image of Superman with a target on his head, which is interesting to know, like what could be happening uh, with that. So it's it's simple. We kill the Superman. We kill the Superman. I, uh, you know what? Uh, I do you guys don't, care? I don't give a, a shit about the Suicide Squad. Uh, I already but New Rock City. I, yes, exactly. That that's the part that is interesting to me. Um, you know, I only really played one of those Batman games. I, I played Arkham Asylum and really liked it. Had a great time with it, despite despite like my super, general superhero fatigue. Um, I, I totally respect Rocksteady as a developer, and I would like to see what this is. I, I think it's really interesting that a game like this gets announced around the time of these Marvel Avengers betas that are that are coming out. Yeah, because mm-hmm. on on the face of it and who knows like we haven't seen anything about this game so we don't really know what it looks like or plays like or who you control or anything like that but here's here's one company here's marvel's team up superhero game and now rocksteady says well here's a dc potentially team up superhero game i i'm kind of interested to see how these two games compare to each other even if they're completely different kinds of games i think there's it's going to naturally have that comparison for people. Sure. Um, so yeah, more to come from that from Rocksteady. Uh, Control, however, has confirmed a few things. One is Alan Wake is back, which we all thought was going to be the case, but Alan Wake has been teased. We saw him in a very brief moment for the AWE DLC that is set to launch on August 27th. It's the best wrestling promotion around, AWE. But uh, some not-so-great news you, for Chase. folks is today uh, Remedy and 505 Games 
said that there's a new version of Control called Control Ultimate Edition that is $40. It's the base game plus all the DLC, and that launches on the 27th, I believe, on Steam only. But if you are planning on getting one of those fancy new consoles, the only way to upgrade to the more enhanced version of Control uh, for free at this time is going to be if you have the Ultimate Edition of the game. No. And that's shitty, because they sold a version of the game when Wait, it was new what? that included Correct. the expansion pass. So, so if you spent eighty dollars on this game initially, Correct. you're boned. So if you if you bought I, the game I, I, for eighty four dollars, this game will not get an up like the original Control that came out almost a year ago to the date will not have the free upgrade to the PS five or Xbox Series X. It will. They gotta, they gotta renege on this, right? I, I mean, like, I don't know, like, because the other thing too is, is that Microsoft has been very vocal about how they do not want people to be charging for upgrades to it. So the way that they got around it here, it looks like, stuff that is, is we have a new smart delivery, but it's only for this on, one. Yeah, correct. that's so that's shitty, and especially if you've bought to Johnny's point the DLC for it, and a lot of people. Because AWE, let's face it, that's the that's been the big one. That's what everybody's been waiting for. That's the major expansion for this game. That's wait, why? I'm sorry, I'm not a control fan, and I'm not an Alan Wake fan, so I don't. Why? Why is this exciting? People like yeah, Alan people Wake. like Alan Wake a lot. And Alan Wake is in this game, and when I say Alan Wake, I mean the actor who plays Alan Wake is already in this game. I but think the he character was the, se- Alan the Wake. second the second best new character of the year last year, right? Doesn't he play that character? You're talking the first, first best. No, character. I don't think that's true. I wouldn't have let that happen. So a lot of controversy around <laughs> that. I hope they correct course on it. Do, I think it's a bad. Do you look. think that Alan Wake and Doctor Casper Darling will meet each other at any point somehow? I mean, I think that Doctor Casper Darling is an ethereal being yeah. at this point, so he no, could yeah. be. I'm sorry, Alan Wake. Uh, so let's let's transition over really quick. There's a lot of Xbox news here. Um, that ties into some of the stuff. So one of and the all of it's things, great. Well, one of one of <laughs> yeah. them. One, the, the, I could say like there's the good, bad, and the ugly. Which one do you guys want first? Let's go with good. So I like good I love good news. Is uh, it's basically been confirmed at this point in time uh, that there's going to be a white version of the Xbox Chase. So you'll be happy great. to be able to purchase that. Perfect. Uh, Robot white is what they're going with, and it looks like a new controller has shown up with uh, a, a stand-in list of all the different hardware that you can pair this up with and mentioned is Xbox Series X slash S, which we've heard about a less expensive version of that console being announced sometime in August. And uh, The Verge and a few other major sources uh, did confirm that detail. So that's the good news. You're going to have a an Xbox. Uh, you're going to have uh, the lower cost one, and it's going to come in white. Let's go to the bad news. Um, Halo Infinite has been delayed. <sighs> the twenty. The world wasn't ready for. They Craig. were not ready for Craig. Um, here's what. Here's what I mean. Like, look, the internet was on fire with how that game looked. I, which I think, people were too harsh on that game. I think they were I'm, probably too. Like, but here's my thing, man. That happened on August, July twenty third. Okay. They had the Xbox, whatever they called it, on July 23rd. They kicked off with Halo. 
all throughout that holiday 2020, you're going to tell me that they didn't know two weeks ago that this game was going to get pushed back to 2021. Maybe. That, you know, I, I think given, I get, I, yeah, just given the response, I think that probably pushed them yeah, over the edge. I, I think that's probably it. I think there may have been like, oh, I think we might be able to pull this off if, if you know, optimistically, if COVID stuff starts going down, maybe we can get back to work. If everyone, and that's the reference here that they blame, that they do say, COVID. of course. I think, I think they did also admit though that there is a, it's not a hundred percent, but it is a factor definitely that there was a response to what halo looked like by fans and that is something they want to work on i i mean i applaud 343 for for their effort and their willingness to want to make the best games possible i i I have been a vocal critic of that master chief collection and it continued to be really rough for a long time i think the last time we talked about it a week or two ago johnny said that the last time he played it felt pretty good yeah they've more was, or less fixed right. everything uh-huh. um yeah so it, i mean i mean it's been great good, good the on shows. them for not cutting and running from any of this right. stuff and and i don't they certainly can't with halo infinite I, they might have been able to do something like that with master chief collection but like this is the new halo it needs to be good right but yeah i i definitely think it was probably a, a strong factor it, maybe johnny's right and it was like the, that final straw that it's like okay hey you know what we were already not too sure about this sure we weren't too sure about um whether we could pull this off didn't they just hire uh, a company uh like one of those um like fixer kind of companies like hey we need we need a little support some some support staff kind of stuff i mean they've also been through two creative directors i think Never easy. Or some lead creative role. Uh, yeah, uh, like, one of their creative yeah, directors left, I think, this year, like halfway through the game development stuff. So that's mm-hmm. that, I'm sure, has been tough. I, uh, yes, it's it's tough all around. I am fine with this game being delayed. Man, I still do just did not like the way that game looked at all uh, from sure. from that trailer. So hearing that... Maybe I'll change that. May, maybe they will. I, I no idea. But, you know... Fine, and fine by me. That, one, that ties one last thing into, I have to worry about for 2020. Yeah, for sure. It ties into the ugly news, which is uh, shortly thereafter that announcement, Microsoft did confirm a November launch window for the Xbox Series X. It's really not ugly. I mean, kind of. And November 6th is the yeah. rumored date for that. But I mean, they did it's, say it's probably uglier of- colored with the information that, hey, here's the new console. You can't play that Halo on it. Thousands of games, right. except for Halo and Infinite. Look, I, I will just make mention at this time that when it comes to first party for 2020, Microsoft is showing up empty-handed at the launch of their newest box, which feels strange. But you know, right now Sony is coming to the table with like what a 10-hour DLC of Spider-Man. Not a great look either. I think ultimately, and Chase has been probably the loudest voice saying this: we don't need them this year. Push them back. And it's all it's too much like too late. These consoles are are cooked for the most part, and they're both confirmed for holiday. Yeah. Uh, it, and they're being manufactured yeah. as we speak. You've got probably. supply chains. You've yeah. got stock stock prices to worry about. You've got yeah. quarterly things reports. are in motion. It's, yeah, you yeah. can't you can't like, stop this beast. It'd be but, although, but I think it might be easier. Way more expensive to delay. Fucking prices. 
I know, dude. Things. It's that's got to happen soon, right? And also, like, soon. I'm I'm also sick of these half step things. Like, it's not not just half step consoles, but I mean, um, it was Xbox Xbox Series X coming this holiday. Xbox Series X coming this November. It's like, give me a goddamn date at this point. I know. If you know it's November. There's a one in thirty-one chance. So just tell me a day. Just tell me yep. one number. Why? <laughs> why do you have to say November? Is that just so they have an opportunity? If Sony says, "Well, we're also November," that they can say, "Ooh, maybe we can be yeah. a little bit later." My, in notice. my money says this. gamesmanship is boring the hell They're, out of me, and it's just Microsoft annoying. is about to dump a bunch of money in advertising Cyberpunk, and that's going to be the game sure. that or Valhalla, probably both are going to be what they put front and center to take advantage of this next-gen console that those games launch sometime well, sometime around the console, I'm sure. They should be and putting money behind the gunk. The gunk. Yeah. So anyway, that's Look, the news. You guys, whatever, I'll be busy playing Black on my Xbox Series X. Wow. <laughs> I never um, played Black. I, I, like, I remember hearing people say that game is weird to play now. Because its control scheme does not take advantage, it, it it does not have the Halo or Call of Duty first person control scheme Got that it. is now standard these days. So it's like, uh-huh. wow, this game is super weird because it doesn't play right, and and it's just a different <laughs> time. Yep, they love those. So, games, though. uh, we've got. Let's wrap this up because we've gone way long tonight. Two uh, hour podcast. Chase, gamer yeah. on the go. That's me. What have you been playing for your podcast, Gamers on the Go? Nothing. Okay. That's pretty much it. Yeah, I will. <laughs> we'll do something eventually. Uh, Johnny and I, uh, we mentioned we got those analog pockets, and yep. uh, once once we get the once Whole we get series those, of podcasts. maybe next year. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, um, well, I'm sure we'll do something with that. But we got but, him, Chase. Uh, yeah, always thinking about stuff to do with gamers on the go. Just no news to give right now. Nice, Johnny. What are you playing with your yeah. son? We're playing Simpsons Monopoly, and I took him out of the game last Good night because that's how the system works. The rich get richer, Bobby. I I get it. I do. I get it. And I'm I'm flush with cash over there. He landed on. Krusty Lou Studios, and I took Excuse his money. Because you know what? He's been taking mine for the hey, last seven years. I've got a couple. So. Krusty Lou. Krusty, it's the Sim- Simpsons Monopoly. So he landed on... Uh, what do you mean? I mean is that is that St. James Place? Was that yes. orange? Uh, Was that an orange property? No. That's uh, Noiseland Arcade. Uh... And some others. Anyway, anyway, uh, you want the yeah, oranges some... and the reds. That's how you win Monopoly. Yep. I'm on the greens, and they're, they're doing quite uh, greens, well for me. Nobody, you you go to jail. You never get to the greens because people end up going to jail. You just never, you never make the money back. Look, man, in this this game, it's been doing just fine for me. Play your weird uh, I want well, outside of playing video school, games. I know how this works. Wow. My wife and I, we put together, um, we finished that Lego set for the Nintendo. Yeah, I saw you put it on Instagram. That that looks right. Yeah. It's awesome. Thanks. It's a really cool system, uh, kit, set, whatever you want to call it. We we enjoyed it a whole lot to where um, we were looking at some other things to maybe build. But we do got a couple board games coming because we've really enjoyed having just some unplugged time together. 
um, hanging out. Doing I hear that. they make so, a decent amount of Star Wars Legos. We might have a few of those in our cart at Target right now that we <laughs> like. Um, but that's something that I've been doing, and uh, it's been a lot of fun. So that's been it for us. If you want to comment on any of the news we covered or if you have uh, any thoughts on some of the games or itch.io bundles that are out there, please uh, email us. We are the casualhour.gmail.com. Uh, this show is hosted on Anchor, and you can talk to us directly on Anchor if you go to the anchor.fm slash the casual hour, or you can find us on Twitter. We are at the casual hour. Uh, I do believe this time for real, Johnny will be back next week with a deep dive. Who knows? Who knows? But uh, if he's not, we'll berate him as usual and let you know. But thank you all so much for tuning in and have a great night. Watch him like a hawk. We are watching him continuously. Uh, Thanks, everybody, and take care.